all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? To channel in my inner Bruce Buffer, it's time for the NFL draft. One round on Thursday night, two rounds on Friday night, and then the remainder of the draft, day three for the diehards on Saturday all day. We made it, everybody. It's the Jets Way Podcast. Jake, Sean, Lorenzo, back in house. Last episode before the big day on Thursday night, and we have a ton to get to today. Guys, what's the vibe like? What's the what's the temperature check in the room? Man, it's it's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of rumors flying flying around these days. Um, I'm not sure what to believe, but I'm excited for the draft on Thursday. I'm excited for maybe one, maybe two picks. We'll know who knows. But um, yeah, feeling good. Feeling good too. I mean, it's finally here. You know, long awaited draft. I'm excited to chop some rumors up and make our final predictions here. Indeed. And what we will be doing for a majority of this show is we have all the rumors, the same ones that you are all hearing. And we will just play a little fact from fiction and what we make of these rumors. And if we ultimately buy them to be true, starting with the fourth overall pick, of course, because that is the starting point and the tone setter for this entire draft. So let's start there, guys. First, rumor we have to dissect and this was we're going in kind of chronological order when these rumors were said this was said uh yesterday uh, in the afternoon by nfl networks mike garofolo his exact wordage was sure the jets would explore a debo samuel trade if he was available but the 49ers don't seem interested in making him available right now as for number four overall don't count me in on the oh excuse me count me in on the Sauce Gardner slash Iki Aquanu speculation. I want to hold off on Debo. We will have a time and a place. We have a new development in the Debo Samuel situation. Let's go more towards the Sauce Gardner, Iki Aquanu speculation talk. None of those names are Kayvon Thibodeau or even Jermaine Johnson, who we will get to. Sauce, let's start with him. What do we make of that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying it at four. Um, I'm gonna go smoke, smoke screen or or false there. Um, I don't think Salah and and company are taking a cornerback as high as four. Um, I just don't. I just don't see them them doing that, especially in this defense. Yeah, I definitely agree that that's gotta be fiction. We're not taking cornerback at four. And as far as Icky, I think it's possible if Tibbs is off the board. If if Tibbs is ranked higher on the board, but yeah, it's kind of how I stand. Listen, you pay DJ Reed a decent amount of money. You still have Bryce Hall. You still have Brandon Eccles. You have Michael Carter, the second in the slot, all of which you drafted last year or the year prior. This offense, you need to hit the quarterback. You need to hit the quarterback, and that's where the money and the draft picks and assets will be placed is the offensive and defensive line. So I'm not buying the Sauce Gardner talk. Maybe a 10 the Jets get a little curious to see if he's there, but I have a hard time buying that Sauce Gardner will get by the New York football giants with the seventh overall pick. I, I really do. 
So I'm dismissing the sauce talk, not 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 drinking the sauce or whatever you want to call it these days. Ikiakuanu, however, that's one that we need to discuss because that is a lot of where the arrows are going, just to go off of what Mike Garofolo said. Our good friend who we had on the show not too long ago, DJ Bienname, reported today that a league source has informed him that Joe Douglas is unlikely to pass on Iki Ikuanu from NC State to tackle. Wow. Wow, wow was right. Um I like I like Iki Ikuanu. I think he's a really good prospect. Um good old line. Um the thing is, and I think Jake mentioned this, we've drafted in the past two drafts two offensive linemen in the top 15. Um, what are we doing with Mekhi Becton? That's question number one. And if Mekhi Becton is still on this team, where does that leave Icky Kwanu and George Fant? If you're taking Icky, you would have to think Becton's gone because you're not spending the fourth overall pick and like – there's not enough spots for everybody. If if healthy, obviously that's a big if with Becton, but it's a big question mark right there. Hide that, uh, hold that thought from Akai Becton because a rumor has just swirled, like literally a couple minutes ago, that oh comes from NFL analyst, formerly of Bleacher Report, I guess with ESPN now, Matt Miller. Tonight's Tuesday night buzz. Jets connected to tackle at four by a rival team that needs an offensive tackle. Source thinks they're moving on from Makai Becton. This this makes sense, and before we get into it, I am a little annoyed that again we're we're taking a tackle because every team is there a team out there with five guys in the offensive line that are either making a lot of money or were picked in the first round? I don't think so. But if you're telling me that Zach Wilson's protection on the outside is in doubt with Makai Becton, if he is not in shape, or you don't think he is all in on playing football, we can't leave that up for chance with a rookie quarterback going into his second year in Zach Wilson. And if you're picking four, you don't want to be picking four again. This could be your, you can make up for past sins. And if a team out there is, I look at Cincinnati with 31, by the way, I think that is a very logical fit for Makai Becton, a team that can take the swing on a talent like Makai Becton. Maybe he buys in playing for a better team. That's where I can kind of start buying Iki Iquanu. We'll see. I just – you can't sell me on Iki Iquanu if George Fant and Makai Becton are going into training camp on your roster. You can't have that. You cannot have a guy that could potentially not win a competition on day one with the two incumbent starters on the roster, one of which came off a career year, the other one that you took in the first round two years ago. Not sellable to me. We need to start hitting the quarterback around here with the head coach that his whole defensive scheme, he's a defensive coach, and his scheme relies upon hitting the quarterback, particularly with the speed rusher. Can't sell that to me if, the, if those two are coming back. Yeah, no, I definitely – I completely agree with that. Um, it's just it's, – there's just not enough spots, everybody. Like Sean said, if, if everyone's healthy um, or is in shape or whatever the case may be, like who, who's the odd man out? And that's obviously like – we don't want to see it come to that, but um, that those those are just my thoughts. Yeah, I agree with what you guys said, and things can get very interesting with all these trade talks involving the Jets. You know, it can get real crazy the next uh, 
let's say 48 hours. Should be noted uh, that the coaching staff loved George Fant. That was the report uh, last year towards the end of the year in the beginning of this offseason that they didn't love Makai Becton. They did not love his work ethic. They did not love his style. And this coaching staff was not on the staff that drafted Makai Becton either. This was a Joe Douglas guy, not so much a Mike LaFleur, Robert Sala type of guy. Not crazy to think about the Jets moving off of him. It really is not. I don't want to just sell him just to sell him because the value might not be there. But listen, if you're telling me a team like Cincinnati with a 31st overall pick or Green Bay with the 22nd or 28th overall pick, 22nd, he is gone. I'll pack his bags for him because then it's very simple. We draft his replacement at number four, and then at number 10, we can maybe hope Jermaine Johnson falls. We'll see. Well, we'll talk about the 10th pick in just a little bit. But And then at 22, we can either take one of the pass catchers that falls or maybe, hey, good buddy Tyler Linderbaum. How great would that be if we have Linderbaum, Icky Aquanu on the offensive line? Huh? That, that would be one of the best units in football. Yeah, speaking speaking about your boy Linderbaum, he's a a big name that I've heard could fall to the second round. So maybe maybe yeah, that's a risk. But hey, maybe at thirty five, you know, if he's still there, I think. Oh no, we run the card up there. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a, a Joe Douglas pick right there. That's his that's his Christmas. I find it hard to believe though that that Jacksonville passes on him at thirty three. Really do. I mean, they're, they're they're the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I don't think I'm taking that, Trayvon Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Yai, yai, yai. That talk about a, a scene there. Icky's real. Icky is a real thing. Like I said, I will not have a reaction to that until I see something get done with Makai Becton. Because if you tell me that all three of them are coming to training camp, horrible, horrible failure on the part of Joe Douglas. Yep, we're on the same page. Agreed. All right. And the second part of Miller's note. And this also coincides with a report from The Athletic from Connor Hughes as well as Dane Brugler that Jermaine Johnson is the hottest name right now in the entire draft, according to Miller. One source said top 10 is a lock. Connor Hughes was echoing the same thing along with Dane Brugler and Hughes' exact words were usually smoke where there's fire, have had multiple league sources mention Joe Douglas and the Jets' love for Jermaine Johnson more so than Kayvon Thibodeau, I believe based off of what I've been told, he'd pick Jermaine Johnson over Kayvon Thibodeau. They have to decide if they feel he'll be there at 10. If not, you take him at four. Let's back up the trucks a little bit here. I have a lot to say about this one as well. I mean... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any way that we can pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau and and take Jermaine Johnson. I just, I just don't see it. I don't think, I think up until this, pretty much this week, all the reports have been, oh, the Jets love Kayvon Thibodeau. They had a great meeting. All these, all these reports. Now you don't hear anything about Kayvon Thibodeau and the Jets this week. Um, I'm not buying him at four. I think at ten, um, possibly. You know, depending on if if they take Icky at four, but. I think I buy the icky rumors more than Jermaine Johnson. It's just so tough to decipher all these rumors because there's so much BS and there's some truth sprinkled in, obviously, too. I definitely agree. I The, the icky stuff seems a lot more real. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really believe it. Fiction. Let me just kind of repeat something that our good buddy who we had last week, Nick Spano, on was, was saying today. 
you don't really there has been months and months of reporting and speculation. You don't just throw that away based off of 48 hours before the draft. If a team, all of a sudden, if things are going out there, there's probably a reason why a team wants that stuff out there. It could be for a multitude of reasons. It could be, Hey, Jermaine Johnson's really good. Maybe, maybe the Texans at three are like, Hmm, the the Jets really like him at four. Maybe is, are we missing something with him? Let's go back and check that. Or, Oh, we really like Jermaine, not so much Jermaine Johnson. I think the tackle thing is also kind of fitting in the same boat that why would the Jets days before the draft picking at four with three teams that could go with the pass rusher? Why would they leak out the one that they want? What, what, what good does that do to get that out there? This could also be another thing. This could be somebody in the building. Maybe Douglas wants the offensive tackle, but Salah wants the defensive end. So yesterday, Jermaine Johnson was the hot name. Today, all of a sudden, Nikki Aquano was the hot name. Somebody is not pulling on the same rope there, or maybe this is all just a ploy. There is some type of strategy going on here because we get all these people, and I truly believe this too. I don't think anybody knows what the Jets are doing. I think that these are all people just trying to come up with all this nonsense because they're hearing all these different things. And I don't, I'm not saying that they're not doing their jobs or not actually talking to sources. They're doing that. Totally, I get that. But I truly don't think they know, and they're trying to make an educated guess while also kind of in that cover-my-own-ass mode unless somebody burns me, and this was all just a big ploy inside that building. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just We've heard so many reports and so many conflicting things over the past couple of days where it's like I really don't know who and what to believe anymore. Um, but, yeah, I just I just don't see Jermaine Johnson being their guy at four. I mean, I think he's a solid solid prospect as we've – discuss on on previous episodes but i just i just don't see them taking him over kt joe douglas runs a tight ship if he wants something out it's because it's some posturing that that he's doing like like last year we didn't hear like elijah moore linked to jets at all at all not a peep. At all. Yeah. elijah vera tucker trade up not a peep yeah the and, guy moves in silence and i don't know if you guys remember this either Remember when C.D. Lamb was this, like, shoo-in to be the, uh, I think it was the 11th overall pick that year in the draft? Remember that was the big thing? Right? And, you know, Joe Douglas went (laughs) O-line. And he he went O-line. Like, we didn't really hear the Mekhi Becton rumors, right? No. No, I feel like we, I feel like in that draft, we were connected to Andrew Thomas and Jedrick Wills more than Mackay Beckton. Like I, I would say more than I think Tristan Wirfs too. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> but I will say this, man. I will say this with Jermaine Johnson, especially. You don't just go from saying the meeting went great with Kayvon Thibodeau. You can't. And I'm not saying I'm not claiming to be any sort of expert, but I don't think there is somebody out there. And I get it. I don't know as much of all the as much as all these so-called experts do. You can't tell me Jermaine Johnson's a better player than Kayvon Thibodeau. You can't. You just cannot do that. And if you're the Jets and you take Jermaine Johnson, you and uh, you guys and I know very well who the hell is picking behind us in this draft. Literally, the pick behind. You know exactly where he's going. <laughs> you know exactly what will happen if the Jets pass on Kayvon Thibodeau with the fourth overall pick. He is going to the New York Giants with the next pick, whether they take Jermaine Johnson or Ikiakuanu. 
both of those players will be serviceable players. Uh, More so of Johnson. Iquanu, I think, will be a stud. Johnson, because it's the same position, just because this is how it works, he'll be an okay player, like a six-sack Calvin Pace type of player. And Kayvon Thibodeau is this premier all-pro Next Ring of Honor, Michael Strahan, Lawrence Taylor, OCU Minora, <laughs> Justin Tuck, Jason Pierre-Paul. The long line of giant pass rushers that they've had, and you haven't had one since freaking John Abraham. You know I mean, that'll happen. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and and th- this gets into a Tony Pauline point, too, how he's reporting that Woody Johnson is more involved. You don't think Woody Johnson thinks this, too? The buzz is there, man, for, for, for Kayvon Thibodeau. He knows that all the fans want him. You know, if he runs his Twitter account, I'm sure that people are in his mentions. If if you yeah. take Jermaine Johnson over him, you better be right. Better be – or you're fired. Yeah, you, yeah that, that is a fireball or offense. You better you, be right. It's not that you're fired either, Sean. You're run out of town by the fans. <laughs> like, Woody Johnson might not want to fire you, but there will be no way that he cannot fire you because the fans will say, we were saying this for months to take this guy. This is what we're talking about with this team. Why the hell should we buy tickets to go to a team that doesn't know what the hell they're doing? Or even if you take a tackle and you don't, tr- and you, you got three tackles you don't know what the hell you're dealing with. And Dividel still goes to the Giants. You're saying, we're taking tackles every year. We're not taking pass rushers. What are we doing here? Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Please take Thibodeau. It's not hard. You need a pass rusher. You're in a Robert Sala defense. He's got everything, the size, the speed, the strength, the ability to get to the quarterback, make dynamic plays, game-changing plays. Take Kayvon Thibodeau. Please. You heard it here first. <laughs> it, it, it is not rocket scientist. It's not rocket science. Take the damn guy. Don't overthink. From your lips to God's ears. Yeah. Brutal, man. <laughs> typical, typical Jets if they don't take Kayvon Thibodeau. Won't convince me otherwise until about three years down the line. Seriously. I, I would be really annoyed. Really annoyed if they pass on this guy. Especially for another edge rusher. Like Sean said, you better hope you better hope <laughs> better hope you're right. <laughs> And you stadium still sticking with it. The Jets are still high on Thibodeau. I really hope they're right, please. But we, we got to move on here. And, and just echoing off of the tackle talk, Albert Breer has also been connecting the Jets, saying there's persistent buzz connecting the Jets to Iki Aquanu and Evan Neal. And the Jets are open to moving picks for next year. Take Iki. Over Evan Neal? Yeah. We don't if we're going to do that? I can only see them getting uh, a first round of next year as if, like, they trade back from 10 um, in that scenario. But I, I don't I don't see them, like, trading out from four, like, for something next year or anything like that. I know we're going to get to it, but if we trade the 10th pick, how would you guys feel about trading back from four? Uh, if Thibodeau's there, you're taking him. I would be mad. Okay. I think I, yeah, I think I would agree. Like if, if Kayvon Thibodeau is not there and you know, you're, you're, you don't want to decide between Jermaine Johnson, Icky and, and sauce. Yeah. Like absolutely. But moving on back. Yeah. But I also don't think Joe, Doug, I think Joe Douglas would take Icky Aquano at that point, to be honest. 
listen, if he get if he gets me Debo Samuel, which we'll talk about in about three seconds, by all means, take your tackle, run along, whatever. Just <laughs> please. If you get to me Debo Samuel and you pass on Kayvon, it will make passing on Kayvon Thibodeau a little bit easier to stomach. Definitely. But we'll get there. All right. So let's just get right on into it. So just before we got on and started recording this episode, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network reported in a video podcast. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure the business he does with Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, that a league executive has told him that he expects Debo Samuel to be a member of the New York Jets before the draft on Thursday, and the 10th pick is said to be involved. Really hope he's right. What do you guys think? I just don't want to have my hopes up and be burned, man. Like We've been there. <laughs> we've been there too many times. Um, I personally think it's going to – I've heard reports, um, I believe Tony Pony said this as well, that the Jets are going to offer pretty much the 10th pick um, plus more. Um, I mean, if Joe Douglas gets it done, he gets it done. You know, I trust him. I trust his his trade acumen. But, man, Debo Samuel in, in, on this team would be fun. I think Debo does get moved. And we've said this before, who has more to offer than the Jets? So I'm kind of with Lorenzo. I don't really want to get my hopes up, but realistically looking at it, it's like we have a really good shot. I really want Debo Samuel too. Like it almost feels like it's, I I really think it might have, like, I don't know if I'm just being (laughs) biased and you guys know me too. I always assume the worst. I I don't feel good about Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Jets. I feel pretty good about this. I do. I don't think there has been any member of our media that has said that there is no way the Niners are going to trade Debo Samuel. That's not happening. Every one of them says, no, the door is open. Sort of like what we heard with other guys in the past, right? That, you know, there's a chance. And Debo's not making this easier for the 49ers. And we know that there's probably not a coaching staff in the NFL other than the Niners that love Debo Samuel more than ours. I'm, I'm buying this. It makes all the sense in the world. I mean, like you said, the the coaching staff, the you know ex teammates on this roster as well. Um, it seems it. I mean, from videos and tweets and everything, it seems like he's just completely done with San Francisco. So, if they don't move him before the draft, I think it's a mistake on their part. But you know, we got to see. We got a couple more hours and 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 days to to get this through, to get this done. Especially like recently, when a player wants out they usually get out so i think it's gonna happen and you get offered the 10th overall pick for a player that wants out and you don't have to pay him either come on take the deal take the deal is right um sticking with the 10th overall pick our buddy dj b in the same piece go check it out on the new york daily news website said that drake london seems to be the leader in the clubhouse to be the 10th overall pick Ralph Vacchiano of SNY has said that it seems to be London as well, but has heard that Jamison Williams' name is still in there. I will say, guys, I will not be a happy customer of Jet football if the first two picks of this draft are passing on Kayvon Thibodeau for Ike Aquanu or Jermaine Johnson, more so Aquanu, uh, unless you know something happens with Mekhi Becton, 
and Drake London at 10 and passing on Jameis Williams. To me, that is safe, cop-out, garbage, not, not looking at the future at all, not looking at upside. I get it. The Jets need to be competitive next year. But are we winning the Super Bowl next year? Do we really need – like, hear me out here, guys. I think there's a fine line. Do the Jets really need the t- two first-round picks to be competitive next year and play meaningful games in December? If they just had the fourth pick, they we still wouldn't be expecting them to play meaningful games? I mean, no. I'm still expecting meaningful. Yeah. I'm still expecting meaningful as well. So if you told me that this is the wide receiver depth chart of Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, w- whatever the hell's left of James- Den- Denzel Mims, and – you know, maybe a second-round receiver. Maybe why can't we still draft the receiver uh, on day two or three of the draft w- with Jamison Williams, who could be ready by October? Yeah, I mean, it. You know, it's funny though. It's like, what if we take Icky at four and don't trade Mackay Beckton, and we take Jamison Williams at ten? Like, how'd I put, feel? That's potentially two first-round picks that might not start on week one. Yeah. No, I think Icky's starting. Well, Icky, you know, yeah, Icky yeah. is starting. What do you think, like, Sean? You think Icky starts? Yeah, right? Absolutely. And and I think, like you said, if all three of those tackles are on the team in training camp, that's, that is that's a disaster. That's a disaster. Because what if the guy you just drafted does not deserve to play? Yeah, that's that can't happen. That and we've heard Ikki Aquanu is not a fluent pass protector yet. He needs work in that area, and he's more. Fu- it might be better if he plays guard, and then switches to tackle eventually. You just paid a guy seventeen million dollars a year, and took a guy in the first round last year. And remember, when we first started for free agency, I was very, I was, I liked Ikki. Right? I would always come on here and say, you know what, the Jets need to address offensive line. This is perfect. We don't need to pay a guard in free agency. We can just take Aquanu at four, play him at guard kick him out to tackle when Mekhi Becton eventually gets hurt or George Fant isn't on the team next year. This is great. Not a problem at all. You're inviting a circus if this, if this plays out the way it does. You're inviting a freaking circus when we ranked 32nd in defense last year. A quarterback threw nine touchdown passes in the year 2022, 2021, that is, last year. You, you're, your leading edge rusher got two sacks, Bryce Huff. Carl Lawson hasn't played football in what will be what now two years what the hell are we doing you won six games in two years why are we taking a tackle again you're spinning facts man you're spinning facts that's the point i was getting it's just it doesn't make sense i I, they're all rumors right now so i'm not gonna you know get i'm buying that one now jermaine johnson jermaine johnson no I, I am yeah, not I ready to say that they will take another pass pass rusher over Kayvon Thibodeau. That I think is nonsense. But do you think they're if they're like okay, so if Icky's there, we're, we're taking him. Yeah. No matter what we're doing with Beckton. Yep. yep. See, I think that, so. I, I think so. Not, and that I is a nightmare. Not. It is a nightmare. And I, like you guys said, it's it's very important for this defense. You need to get after the quarterback. So if you're taking a third your third tackle on your roster at four overall, and just not drafting on defense that was the worst in the league last year that's just very bad yeah carl lawson coming back is not enough no it, it is not enough you don't know what the hell you're getting at him you just signed the martin character in free agency great i mean 
that's a nice situational pass rusher there. It's not really a staple of a defense. You got Vinny Curry back, who I, I think I've heard of Vinny Curry playing for the Jets now about like eight different times in the last three years. Like, we're really banking on him to do anything. It, putting a jersey on, I think, is a great first step for that guy. Give me a break there. Bryce Huff, I get it. The advanced analytics support him too. But is that really a, a staple of your pass rush to be on the other side of Carl Lawson? Makes no sense. It really does. And if they draft Jermaine Johnson, I will be like, okay, they better be right. If they're, pay- if they're still taking an edge rusher, fills a need, they better be right. Probably won't be, but they better be right. I won't be like, you know, slamming thing. Like, if they take a freaking tackle and they tell me that Makai Becton is still in their plans and how they love George Fant and they pull that whole nonsense, don't listen to this podcast. Next, <laughs> Don't tune in if, if, if you like uh, – if you like Kiki Aquanu in that selection. No, I mean, that would just be like, I think not irresponsible, but that's pretty much the word that comes to mind right now. I think just to go into the season with three potential starting tackles and, and one pretty much solid edge rusher, then, you know, that's you. I don't think we did, we, we did our homework there. Yeah. would be pretty reckless. Hopefully they're just rumors, man, because – we see a lot of these rumors be nonsense sometimes, and teams do. Oh, we didn't hear anything about that, right? Yep. Praying to the heavens for Kayvon Thibodeau on the New York Jets. And listen, if they don't like Jamison Williams, our guy, and they're worried about the injury, and they take Drake London or they don't get Debo Samuel or Garrett Wilson, okay, whatever. But if we got a guy they can hit the quarterback at four, I'm in. I'm in. That I trust Mike LaFleur. I think these guys have talent that are going in the first round. We can make that work. That No biggie. We need a pass rusher. It's time to start hitting the quarterback, folks. Enough is enough. <laughs> Seriously. Um. All right, so r- right before we wrap up, give me your, your, your quick predictions based off of everything that you're reading – Let's just give me, you know, based off how you think the board will fall, give me your first four picks. Just real rapid fire. Whoever wants to go first. Uh, first four, um, if there are no Debo trades, I will go with Kayvon Thibodeau. No Debo trades, yes. Um, Drake London, Tyler Linderbaum, and Jalen Petrie. I did. I don't know if Tibbs is going to be there. Interesting, because I think he is. I think I, he I've is. been saying for a while. I think he is, but I think he's all coming down to smoke the whole time. But I think I should just stick with what I've been saying and say, okay, Tibbs will be there at four. Garrett Wilson at ten. First wide receiver off the board. I'll go. I was gonna go Linderbaum, but I want to switch it up. Um, Brisker, safety. I'll take him. And who? Maybe a linebacker. Nicobe Dean. I saw something about him falling too. Let's see yes. Nicobe Dean falls. Yes, yes. Nicobe Dean. I think will be available in the second round. He might be on the board for when they pick. I have a tough time thinking though that the Lions pass on him twice. But yes, Dean could absolutely be in play. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the assumption and just the overall prayer that Iki Aquanu is not an option at number four because I just like 
really have, uh, I just, I couldn't deal with that, honestly. So I'm going to pray. And honestly, I think it's a decent bet right now that maybe Jacksonville takes him at number one. The betting odds have crashed down. It's, it was plus 1,200 not too long ago, and now it's plus 300. And he's just right behind Aiden Hutchinson as, you know, the, the guy that's behind in the clubhouse, uh, Trayvon Walker. We saw this with Baker Mayfield, too, as a number one overall pick comparison. It just, you heard the whispers that, you know, it was always Darnold or Josh Allen, Darnold, Josh Allen. And then in the background, it's, well, what about Baker? What about Baker? And teams have kind of been doing that a little bit with Ikea Kwanu. So please, Doug Peterson, get in there, make a damn scene. Get yourself an offensive tackle. Great move. Do it. Yes. Um, and then number two, I think we'll go Hutchinson. Then three, the Texans. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Maybe they take Evan Neal. Maybe they take Sauce Gardner. Who the hell knows? I think Kayvon Thibodeau will be there. And I don't buy that Jermaine Johnson is the pick over him. I'm going Kayvon Thibodeau at four. And if they don't trade for Debo, I'm right. I'm like on the sinking Titanic tonight. I think it will be Jamison Williams at number 10. They tried getting Tyreek Hill. They tried, they would have tried getting Debo Samuel. We know about Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, all those. Jamison Williams is the next best thing to a number one receiver. I don't think the teams are viewing and them in particular view Garrett Wilson as a guy that could be one of the 10 best receivers in the NFL. We've seen Douglas bank on upside before with guys and just the overall physical abilities. The injuries haven't turned him off from other guys before. I think they would prefer to trade back at number 10, but I think that they will have tons of competition for Jamison Williams. They will take him, live with it, maybe draft another receiver on day two, maybe sign a veteran wide receiver. Jamison at 10, at 35, I think they will take one of the safeties that will be available, one of those rangy, free safety, ball hawking types, the the Twisky Tarts of the world. Just spitballing here. I'll go with Jaquan Brisker as well, who kind of fits that mold. I think he'll probably be available at 35 for the Jets. And then at 38, they can go a whole different uh, They can go a whole different ways with this pick. They could take a linebacker. They could take uh, maybe a defensive tackle. I, I kind of want guys that hit the quarterback. I think we can maybe get one of those, those defensive tackles on day three of the draft, especially with Robert Sala and his expertise. And they, the Jets have had luck at defensive tackle with UDFAs and late guys like Foley was a late guy. I know that. Snacks Harrison. Maybe this Jonathan Marshall character can play who they drafted last year. So I'm going to go with Brisker and how about a sleeper? How about a sleeper? Let's hear it. How about Chad Muma? Okay. There we go. Okay. How about Chad Muma? How about that? Or if they don't take, if they, if Tyler Smith is there, I think that's another possible sleeper. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Joe Douglas and his offensive lineman, scratch that. I'm going to go with Tyler Smith or, or next best available tackle because I just don't think Joe Douglas can help himself for two rounds. <laughs> it better it. be a damn bare – I'm sorry, but it better be a damn bare-knuckle fight because I will take Salah and his expertise on the defensive line over the guy that brought Makai Becton, Denzel Mims, Ashton Davis, Jabari Zuniga, James Morgan in the fourth round over Gabriel Davis. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? Uh, a, a freaking punter in the sixth round of a draft that could have drafted Trey Smith last year in, in the sixth round of a draft, and now he's paying a guy $17 million. I'll take Robert Sala and his expertise over that there guy. Go. There we go. <laughs> Please be a bare-knuckle fight because Sala will win and we will get Kayvon Thibodeau to the New York Jets. <laughs> I think, we're, I think we, we all want KT here. I mean, let's – 
that would just be a good start of the draft. You know, no matter what what else happens after that. Obviously, we want Jamison as well, but just to just to secure that edge rusher position would be a nice start to me. You see, Kayvon has an interesting personality. My last little snippet. I could see there being a divide. Douglas might be saying, I don't know if this guy's built to the right stuff. We were kind of burnt a little bit with Makai Becton, who we kind of had those little issues with. We remember the, the failed drug test and all those other con- concerns about how much he really loved football. I think Robert Sala is like, no, like I, I, can get, I can get whatever is in – there's something inside this kid that I can get out. And I think there might be a little bit of a divide there. That's where I think we're, we're coming into play here. Maybe the defensive end stuff might be coming from the Salah side and the tackle stuff could be coming from Douglas or vice versa, but they're not on the same page at number four. And it's interesting. Well, they better be on the same page on Thursday. <laughs> they're not. They are. They are. I'm telling you, they're not on the same page at number four. Somebody, one of those two is, is going to get pissed off at number four. And it's up. Woody might be the tiebreaker. Wow. Uh, whatever happens, I want Woody to have zero say. <laughs> yeah. Precisely you see, zero I say. want Woody to have say because I think Woody knows that the guys want to, that the fans want Gavon Thibodeau. Woody's going to take Kyle Hamilton's. <laughs> no, I heard about no, this. Woody, Woody, Woody's aware. Woody's aware. I, I listen. I think it should be a bare knuckle fight. Done. I know they they love these uh, high character guys, but if you get Tibbs, man, that's just like a. That's a shot in the veins, you know? That's like – but I want a pass rusher to be like – if a quarterback was acting like that, I'd be like, absolutely not. You cannot be that yeah. cocky leading. But, bro, he, he'd be one of the guys, man. Like, you he wouldn't be juice. a leader. Yeah. You like, we, I, the Jets have leaders. And they a need plan. that guy that's like, yo, I'm better than you. I know it. Let's go. It's oh, I'm not going to back yeah. down from you. Like, how many times do you see the Jets last year? Like, freaking – we got freaking guys asking Tom Brady to sign autographs. So you think Kayvon Thibodeau is going up to a guy asking for a damn autograph after a game? <laughs> I mean, he better sack him first. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want that on the Jets, man, that confidence, that cockiness. Not this, you know, whoa, I'm buying into a process. Like, I want a guy that's like, yo, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, God, that interview would be electric. It really would, yeah, especially would if be. he gets passed on three times – Please, please, please draft Kayvon Thibodeau. You're right. That would be a, a great interview. Yeah. That would be a great interview. But, guys, that's draft season. Wow. That's it. This is it right now. We are saying our goodbyes. The next time we will be talking to the people will be after the draft. We will recap it all on Sunday, early next week. You'll be hearing from us. Obviously, follow us on Twitter at Jetsway Podcast and I would just like to personally go on the record right now and thank you two guys for making this really fun. Uh, I always look look forward to coming on here and talking with you guys. Another great offseason in the books with you two men. Big thank you to the guests we've had the, throughout this offseason, the DJ Bienemies of the world, the Nick Spanos of the world, the Connor Livesies, and also the fans that we had on during this winter, during free agency, up, up until the draft process. This was a good one and another good one that is. And we, we love talking to you guys. And like I say, almost every week, if you really like what you heard, give us the five-star review, please. More people will see this podcast, more Jet fans, and we're trying to grow the program. It's been growing, and we, we appreciate all the support. Go Jets, baby. Let's get this thing going. Go Jets. Go Jets. Talk to you guys soon. Hopefully we don't discontinue the podcast if they take Kyle <laughs> Hamilton or some other things. But we'll talk to you guys soon. Go Jets.